Do you want to be aware of what happens in this crazy world we live in? Do you want to know about all the political scandals and listen to some unbiased analysis? Welcome to World of Politics, the program where your opinion matters. Every Tuesday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM. Hello, dear listeners. This is new World Politic program and today in the studio Irina, Johan uh, and Mario. And actually our listeners have no idea who Mario is. So yes, finally we have a new volunteer and um, our listeners who knows Italian already could uh, listen to program with him, but for Mario it's the first program in English language. And he decided to start this heavy content, how we can say about world politic programs. And yes, this is his first attempt. And Mario, what are you feeling about it? What do you think? I'm very excited and, and we limited my words uh, to, to some question about the, the argument because uh, it's a very serious argument this time. And, uh, I will ask you your opinion in particular because uh, we have Irina here, uh, Russian girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to take a hit on myself. How oh, it always happens with Russian women, actually. But today we are going to talk about very serious and dark topic. I can say because it's full of mysterious and I really can say creepy and dark mysteries. <laughs> we will uh, talk about cases of poisoning people by Russian authorities or no. And we will discuss it also and we can share our opinions about those cases. Maybe our listeners know about the last case connected with poisoning and it happened with Alexei Navalny. He is the leader of opposition in Russia now. But this case is really interesting and still there is no clear opinion about it. And to be honest, I have no idea how it will end because already now there are a lot of uh, very strange moments and components of that case but guys first of all do you know about this case and what do you think about it yeah i know but uh, for uh, start uh, the, the topic we can say uh, the i am from france and uh, irina is from russia and the situation is a lot different because uh, the politic of putin uh, that is the president of uh, the kgb a lot different uh, that uh, the vision uh, that we can find uh, in europe and uh, sometimes uh, yes there is some discussion about the legitimacy of uh, this poisoning if uh, it's true or not but uh, sometimes uh, the russian uh, as we can find in the media and the newspaper uh, have uh, some uh, contestation and uh, some uh, by the law for, from uh, European uh, Union and uh, this is a perfect example because uh, as we can uh, find uh, in our day Alexei Navalny uh, is, uh, was poisoning and uh, is uh, actually in Germany and uh, in Germany we can uh, find some rest of uh, poison uh, I don't remember the name exactly but it's poison used uh, during the Cold War as I have uh, understood Yeah, maybe. Novichok, yeah, and it's a Russian name, actually. In English it means like a new person, and yes, that poison was created in Russia, in USSR, but I don't think it's true, actually, and I will explain later why. Because, um, yeah, the same poison was uh, used with uh, Sergei Skripal and Yulia Skripal, as we know, uh, in Great Britain, and so, but no spoilers. Yes, as a we can read uh, in the French newspaper. Uh, Navalny well, is uh, an opposant uh, politic of uh, Putin. He have uh, make a lot of uh, gel because uh, he was for the protection of uh, environment and uh, against uh, corruption. And uh, yes, uh, his incrimination in jail uh, was uh, a bit complicated because uh, every time uh, He have uh, some uh, new uh, process uh, to go in jail again uh, with uh, some uh, technical stuff in law. And uh, the problem is that uh, for Putin it's really uh, political opposant because uh, and, uh, the newspaper in, uh, in Europe said uh, 
that uh, Putin is really uh, against him because uh, you have some uh, fact in the jail that uh, you, he don't have uh, the possibility to communicate uh, with uh, outside, uh, that uh, he was controlled uh, many times, and uh, what more to say, uh, it. Uh, Yes, it's really a fight against the corruption of the state because, uh, as Irina know, but uh, not uh, every uh, people know, the situation in Russia is that uh, Putin has a power for many years. And the protest against uh, Putin uh, doesn't uh, really exist because uh, opposant politics is uh, always uh, banished. It's uh, the view of uh, European uh, newspaper that Putin is a bit uh, in uh, authority and it's difficult to be in uh, opposition uh, against him. There is a lot of, of uh, censorship and uh, with the demonstration that the poison is uh, is a way to eliminate the opposant. Uh, maybe you don't believe that, but uh, it's how it's perceived from uh, European newspaper. Uh, for this article, uh, I have uh, put my effort to read some uh, independent uh, journal. If I can continue, I can make a short story of uh, Navalny. So uh, he was in jail because uh, for some reason. He have a purge uh, 40 days of jail. When he go out, uh, he was uh, arrested and condemned uh, again for 20 days uh, with uh, the evidence that the Putin administration don't want uh, him uh, because it was a potential uh, opposant for the presidential uh, election. With the example uh, of the form of uh, retreat when uh, you go old and uh, you don't work uh, you have uh, some uh, money and uh, there was a problem for that and uh, he was uh, declared uh, guilty of uh, some uh, administrative uh, infraction with the motive of uh, some trouble uh, public uh, trouble and on some wound for uh, some manifestation uh, uh, give uh, to uh, policemen during the manifestation uh, against uh, this uh, law of uh, retreat again uh, Navalny was condemned uh, 40 days uh, For, uh, for another case, so it's a lot of uh, judicial uh, procedure. And uh, yes, as I have said, uh, he has uh, no communication uh, in the jail, no internet, uh, on, uh, nothing, with uh, no electricity. And uh, after that, the Putin administration have uh, show a video uh, where uh, Navalny was uh, fighting in, uh, with uh, another guy. And uh, because he was uh, for uh, the animal condition, uh, he have said uh, that he wanted to transform into uh, a meat. And uh, yeah, there is a lot of uh, facts. Uh, maybe you want to react? Well, to be honest, uh, I can say that the um, personality of Alexei Navalny is unclear for me. And um, in the past, he had really like big influence maybe and uh, he was really like a figure who can show opposition in Russia but actually it was several years ago and I think that now the personality of Alexei Navalny is overrated because um, he became uh, too populistic and I still don't see any I don't know how to say it correctly maybe useful actions. I mean, he uh, makes a lot of uh, documentary about uh, Russian authorities, about uh, prosecutors, about uh, governors, Putin, Medvedev and other big uh, personalities from big politics of Russia. But people know it. People know that authorities still a lot <laughs> and we know that uh, there are oligarchs and we know that uh, they have a lot of money and people in Russia live bad and in poor conditions we know it but what he can suggest I think this is uh, the main question about his activity now there is opinion that you have to protect Putin or Navalny because we don't have any other personality in Russia which we can name like a position but for me the problem is don't like Navalny and I don't support Putin it's not natural position maybe but if we say about big changes in Russia like okay Putin has to go and a new person has to come okay but who is that new person and I don't know I can't say who poisoned him because yes it could be Russian authorities but it also could be like provocation and I can believe it I can believe in this also because Navalny is not dangerous he would like to be dangerous but 
I can say that most of people in Russia have no idea who Navalny is. I think now it's really it's the start of something new, and I don't know how this situation will end. If we talk about Novichok also, how Germany authorities said that uh, it was the same uh, poison with which uh, Skripal and his daughter were poisoned, I think it's not true. Uh, because in that case, English uh, authorities, uh, authorities of Salisbury, that city where Skripal lived, they created a lot of measures to protect population of Salisbury. And it was like an emergency situation. And they needed time to destroy that influence or that poison because also uh, civil people could be victims of that poison. And even I read about a story that they killed a cat because a cat was poisoned by that poison, Novichok, and that cat could be dangerous for community. But in case with Alexei Navalny, we don't know facts about this, because if it was Novichok, and if he was poisoned in the airport, of course, other people could feel that influence on themselves. So I think this situation is really unclear, but I will follow it. And it's really interesting how it will end. Yes, but for me, the problem is that you say he's not dangerous and a lot of people don't know him. But uh, in uh, what uh, we can read, uh, they said uh, the Putin administration makes a lot of effort to uh, to make uh, this uh, person disappear. I mean, in the media, in uh, how he is represented, with the fact uh, that uh, he was in jail many times, and uh, if uh, not dangerous at all, he must be uh, able to, to be free. And so uh, the fact that is uh, a lot of repression against him by uh, Putin authority is a bit. Uh, the, the proof that uh, it's not uh, so clear uh, that uh, the fact that he's not dangerous. And uh, after, I don't judge because I, I am not uh, from Russia and uh, it's a different system uh, that uh, in our country, for example, France or Italy. But uh, for us, uh, it's uh, clear that uh, you need an opposition because uh, the opposition is always, uh, even if uh, they don't have uh, the power, it's uh, always uh, a manner to show uh, what is wrong in the system because uh, in democracy, uh, how is, uh, the democracy is built if you have an opposition you can have this kind of uh, game of poi and uh, with this uh, game of uh, poi uh, the country progress because uh, and uh, it's uh, the problem of I don't say uh, totalitarian but uh, authoritarian country is that uh, if you don't have uh, an opposition the country is stuck in the same way for many years because they have the poi and nothing change and uh, maybe it's not so dangerous but what happened against him in uh, his history hein, without uh, the, the poison fact that it may be uh, this possibility to be in the position uh, that uh, we must uh, interrogate uh, in uh, occidental countries. No, of course I agree with you. I agree about um, democracy principles and about what we need opposition. But I just mean that I don't like to make any conclusions without uh, facts about which I have no idea. And not only me. Yes, it can be Russian authorities, but also it can be someone else. I don't want to defend Russian authorities and I'm not a defender, but I have no idea. And I think that, um, I just think that political situation now is not uh, the best moment to do things like this. And if they wanted Navalny disappeared, I think they uh, could do it not so clear. Because Russian uh, intelligence service is one of the best in the world. And uh, not stupid people work there. And how it happened, it's uh, too clear, too stupid. And also they said like, okay, Germany wants to get Navalny. Okay, they sent Navalny to Germany. But now it's again a war of mass media, of propaganda, because nobody knows the facts. We just can trust or don't trust the information that they get. Yes, uh, it's uh, possible. It's uh, also with the reason that uh, the Russian system is not the same as the European system. But uh, it uh, remember me uh, for what I have read that uh, there was uh, many cases of uh, poison to uh, go a bit uh, forward in uh, the, the topic. That uh, in uh, England there was uh, a lot of uh, poison cases from uh, 
réfugié from uh, Russia. They count that uh, since uh, 2006 at uh, 12 uh, cases of uh, poison. So it's not so obvious that uh, some people, some uh, Russian, Russian refugees uh, die in uh, England. And uh, apparently uh, England and uh, Russian have uh, some uh, interest in uh, common. But it's more for the case of uh, Litvinenko. And uh, a lot of uh, personality of uh, Russian ambassade in, uh, in England was fired after that because they have demonstrated in some way that some people die for no reason not an isolated case so it's also a method from Russian I can understand you it's also the possibility that it kill itself or, or just a conflict a drug or a conflict with a guy but it's really political because the Germany want to have him and the Germany has really a powerful place in Europe and uh, yes but if we talk about Alexander Litvinenko, I would like to make a, an accent that uh, his figure was really uh, unclear, maybe. Actually, not his figure, but it was really a dark time in Russia, and uh, it was after USSR collapsed, and it was a time when oligarchs and also people from KGB in the past, now it's FSB, they had really fight for authority, for influence in Russia, and Alexander Litvinenko was a person who worked with Boris Berezovsky, maybe you know this person, maybe no. Boris Berezovsky is oligarch and uh, he ran away to Great Britain also because he had a conflict with Putin and also he had some intentions about uh, post of president in Russia. And the most important fact, maybe he had television in his hands, Russian television, and one of the most important uh, channel. So uh, propaganda and television uh, were in his hands, that's why he had big influence, and also in Chechnya, also in government, so everywhere. And that uh, person was really dangerous for Putin, for Putin intentions, and it was really war of propaganda against each other. So there are a lot of information about Litvinenko, about his activities, and he spoke a lot because he had that possibility in that time uh, spoke a lot about Putin. Now, of course, nobody can say all that um, things about Putin how he could say, and of course, Putin hated him. And it's a fact. Putin hated Berezovsky, Putin hated Litvinenko. So, actually, Litvinenko was a British naturalized Russian defector and former officer of the Russian FSB Secret Service, who specialized in tackling organized crime. In November 1998, Litvinenko and several other FSB officers uh, publicly accused their superiors of ordering the assassination of the Russian tycoon and oligarch Boris Berezovsky. And then Litvinenko was arrested the following March on uh, charges of exceeding the authority of his position. Uh, he was acquitted in November 1999, but rearrested before the charges were again dismissed in 2000. He fled with his family to London and was granted asylum in the United Kingdom where he worked as a journalist, writer, consultant for the British intelligence services. Uh, about that interview, why it's important. Uh, so, like I already mentioned, in November 1998, Litvinenko and four other officers appeared together in a press conference and the Russian news agency Interfax. All of the officers worked for both uh, FSB in the Directorate of Analysis and Suppression of Criminal Groups, and they uh, repeated the allegation made by Berezovsky. Uh, in 2007, uh, Sergei Darienko, it was a very famous uh, journalist uh, in Russia in that time, but he already died and uh, till the end of his life he was like a symbol of 
opposition uh, journalists in Russia. Uh, so he provided uh, the Associated Press and Wall Street Journal with a complete copy of an interview he conducted in April 1998 for ORT. ORT was a channel of Boris Berezovsky with Litvinenko and his fellow employees. The interview shows the FSB officers who were disguised in masks or dark glasses claim that their bosses has ordered them to kill, kidnap or frame prominent Russian politicians and business people. And after holding the press conference, Litvinenko was dismissed from FSB. And uh, later, in an interview with Elena Trigubova, Putin said that he personally ordered the dismissal of Litvinenko, stating, I fired Litvinenko and disbanded his unit because FSB officers should not stage press conferences. This is not their job and they should not make internal scandals public. Litvinenko also believed that Putin was behind his arrest and he said that Putin had the power to decide whether to pass my file to the prosecutors or not. And he always hated Litvinenko. And in October 2000, in violation of an order not to leave Moscow, Litvinenko and his family traveled to Turkey. And in Turkey, Litvinenko applied for asylum in the United States Embassy, but his application was denied. And after that, Litvinenko went to London and asked for political asylum at Heathrow Airport. It was granted him on May. 2001. While in London, he became a journalist for Chechen Press and an author. He also joined Berezovsky in campaigning against Putin's government. And uh, in October 2006, he became a naturalized British citizen. And during his time in Boston, Lincolnshire, Litvinenko wrote two books, Blowing Up Russia, Terror from Within and Lubyanka Criminal Group, wherein he accused the Russian secret services of staging the Russian apartment bombings and other terrorism acts in an effort to bring Vladimir Putin to power. He also accused Putin of ordering the murder in October 2006 of the Russian journalist Anna Politkovskaya. And on the 1st of November 2006, Litvinenko suddenly fell ill and was hospitalized in that was established as a case of poisoning by radioactive polonium 210. Yeah. And he died on uh, 23rd of November and uh, he became the first known victim of lethal polonium 210 induced. The events leading up to this are a matter of controversies spawning numerous theories relating to his poisoning and death. A British murder investigation pointed to Andrei Lugavoy, a former member of Russia's Federal Protective Service, as the prime suspect, and the United Kingdom demanded that Lugavoy be extradited, which is against the constitution of Russia, which prohibits extradition of Russian citizens, and Russia denied the extradition, which led to the straining of relations between Russia and the United Kingdom, like it always happens after incidents like this. So, I can say that um, Litvinenko's person was really complicated, mm -hmm. and uh, of course he was dangerous because he knew a lot of information and uh, he continued to talk a lot of uh, things about Putin, about government, about Russia and I think the most important part about uh, FSB. Uh, of course, I don't know, I think when uh, people start to work as a I don't know, spy, but he wasn't spy, okay, it was Skripal, but we will talk about it later. When you go to FSB, uh, you have to be ready to know uh, dark and dirty secrets, and you have to be ready to keep them. And uh, in Russia, there is a phrase that uh, you can't be ex-agent of KGB, FSB, you can't be ex-spy. Because if you become a person who have uh, accept to the darkest secrets of the country, of course you will not be 
and safe if you start to talk. Yes, I have uh, two more facts about uh, this guy. Is that uh, in London, uh, after uh, this uh, death, uh, a journalist have uh, decided to make an opera uh, for him, and uh, they have played uh, an opera about uh, his life and. Uh, what happened, uh, as uh, you have said, uh, with, uh, with him. And uh, I have uh, another uh, interesting fact, is that uh, a, a German journalist that have a scratch for, uh, for about uh, his, uh, his murder, uh, as we uh, call, uh, call it, uh, he said that uh, this uh, spy was uh, poisoned in London by uh, the guy that uh, have an uh, interest uh, to cover the Russian mafia in uh, Spain. And uh, it's a journalist uh, that uh, said that. And uh, he have uh, done uh, this conclusion uh, after uh, having uh, studying uh, the biography of, uh, of Putin and uh, his link uh, with, uh, with uh, some uh, criminal organization of St. Petersburg. It's uh, just a fact from uh, an an independent uh, journal, but uh, yes, and uh, what you said uh, with uh, with the secret, uh, the problem is uh, it's uh, that the secret uh, is bigger than uh, the, the simple human person because there is uh, always uh, an human, and you can uh, see uh, the same effect uh, in uh, United States uh, with some uh, journalists uh, for uh, some uh, that have uh, work in. Uh, in a spy in uh, in tested you have the, the case of uh, of uh, some uh, some activist uh, and uh, yes it's, uh, it's the same uh, everywhere and it's not uh, just uh, an exception an exception for uh, from Russian when you have access to uh, some secret yes, of you course. you have your responsibility and you can if you are obedient obedient with uh, the state uh, you keep it uh, for you but uh, it's not uh, an isolated uh, case that uh, some people uh, don't uh, afford that and uh, they, they speak about uh, this secret and uh, maybe uh, mario you have uh, some uh, thought uh, to add uh, in this uh, debate the most part uh, is revealed but uh, my question is uh, the the guy in this situation uh, is uh, is alive. Why is alive? Is uh, is because uh, the Putin or the others uh, failed uh, with the poison? He is dead. Some, uh, there is different poison, but uh, that uh, make uh, some uh, neurological uh, disorder. And after you die, uh, there is some treatment, but uh, it's difficult to recover. And uh, The, sub the subject of the topic is from uh, Navalny, and Navalny is not dead. Oh, of course, I agree, and uh, he really had accept not only to the secrets of Russia, also he was connected uh, with um, big politicians of Great Britain and other countries. And yes, when you start to sell secrets of different countries to other countries you have to be ready to have the end like that unfortunately but still if you read i don't know his books and uh, more information about him you will find a lot of disgusting information about uh, russian authorities but i can't trust it until the end, because as I explained, it was time of fighting between different powers in Russia, and we can't know what truth is, what is not. But I suggest to go to the other yes. person, Sergei Skripal. We already mentioned him. He's former Russian military intelligence officer who acted as a double agent for the United Kingdom's intelligence services during the 90s and early 2000s. Skripal was co-opted to the military intelligence from the airborne troops in the early 90s and he was posted as a GRU officer at the embassy in Malta. In 1994, he obtained a position in the military attaché's office in Madrid, Spain. And in 1995, according to the FSB and other sources, while in Spain he was recruited to British intelligence by British intelligence agent Pablo Miller, posing as Antonio Alvarez Hidalgo. 
According to intelligence sources cited by the Times in March 2018, Skripal was first spotted for potential development as an asset by Spanish intelligence, but was approached by the British recruiter around July 1995 and was given the code name Force This. According to Russian prosecutors, he began working for the United Kingdom's secret intelligence service MI6 in 1995 and passed on state secrets such as the identities of Russian intelligence agents. After his retirement, he worked in the household department of the Russian Foreign Ministry while continuing to work for MI6. He was alleged to have blown the cover off 300 Russian agents. In December 2004, Skripal was arrested shortly after returning from Britain. Prosecution argued for a 15-year sentence, but Skripal was sentenced to 13 years in a high-security detention facility. He was also stripped of his military rank and decorations. On 9th of July 2010, Skripal, along with three other Russian nationals, imprisoned for espionage was freed as part of a spy web for the 10 Russian agents arrested in the United States as part of the illegals program after being pardoned by the president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev. The government of United Kingdom insisted on Skripal being included in this web. Skripal moved to Salisbury where he purchased a house and According to British security officials, Skripal continued to provide information to the United Kingdom and other Western intelligence agencies for a period after 2010. And as a result, on 4th of March 2018, Sergei Skripal and his daughter, Yulia Skripal, were poisoned in the city of Salisbury, England, with a Novichok North agent, according to uh, United Kingdom sources and the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons. After three weeks in a critical condition, Yulia regained consciousness and was able to speak. She was discharged from hospital and Sergei was also in, in critical condition until he regained consciousness one month after the attack and also he was discharged from the hospital. A police officer was also taken into intensive care after attending the incident. British government accused Russia of attempt murder and announced a series of punitive measures against Russia including the expulsion of diplomats on the 14th of March and the United Kingdom's official assessment of the incident was supported by 28 other countries which responded similarly. Altogether, an unprecedented 153 Russian diplomats were expelled. Russia denied the accusations and responded similarly to the expulsions and accused Britain of the poisoning. And uh, one more interesting fact that I already mentioned why I have really serious doubts about that Navalny was poisoned by Novichok. On uh, 30th of June 2018, a similar poisoning of two British nationals in Omesbury seven miles north of Salisbury, involved the same North agent. A man found a perfume bottle, later discovered to contain the agent, in a little bin somewhere in Salisbury and gave it to a woman who sprayed it on her wrist. The woman uh, fell ill within 15 minutes and died on 8th of July, but the man who also came into contact with the poison survived. British police believed this incident was not a targeted attack, but a result of the way the North agent was uh, disposed of after the poisoning in Salisbury. So they just used like uh, a perfume bottle to put their nevichok and spread it near the door of uh, the house of Sergei Skripal. It's like official version now. And um, then they threw it out in other city and then homeless people found it. A woman died and men survived. And uh, on uh, 5th of September 2018, 
British authorities identified two Russian nationals using the names Alexander Petrov and Ruslan Bashirov as suspected of the Skripal's poisoning and alleged that they were active officers in Russian military intelligence. On 26 of September 2018, investigative website published a statement that it had positively identified the man known as Ruslan Bashirov at the highly decorated G. RU Colonel Anatoly Chipiga, and uh, in October they claimed the real identity of the suspect named by police as Alexander Petrov to be Alexander Mishkin, also of the JRU, and uh, Russian authorities uh, denied it, and uh, as I remember Putin uh, in official interview said that uh, they are just uh, civil uh, citizens, and they have no any connection with intelligence service. But in this case, I think it's not true, because now it's actually already other time, and uh, also independent uh, journalists and researchers uh, have more possibilities, opportunities to find out personalities of people, and... Uh, It was really clear and they also found their profiles in social networks where they recognized that they are actually not Alexander Petrov and Ruslan Bashirov and actually it's other people. And uh, also they found uh, pictures where they are in military school and where they are dressed like military people. So I don't know what it was because it looked really stupid <laughs> from from that side but uh, as Putin said uh, Skripal is betrayer and uh, he has nothing to say about him anymore yeah uh, what I I have found interesting about uh, this case is the relationship for, between uh, England and uh, Russia because uh, there is really a war uh, against uh, the truth and uh, it's uh, difficult to say what is the truth because you can uh, if you are a bit uh, complotist uh, you can uh, say uh, that uh, they can uh, create uh, some uh, some picture about uh, and uh, tell uh, some story about uh, what uh, happened and uh, it's not uh, in reality what happened but uh, it's not the subject because uh, as uh, you have mentioned uh, it uh, the England have, have uh, fired uh, a lot of uh, Russian ambassador after uh, this uh, case and uh, they have uh, done it uh, also uh, during the Cold War. Uh, for the Cold War they have uh, fired uh, more than 100 uh, diplomats uh, from Russia so there is really a conflictual uh, relationship between uh, England and Russia and, uh, and it's an ideological war against uh, the force of truth because they don't like uh, the practice of uh, Russian about uh, this uh, liberty of uh, expression. And uh, yes, uh, one of uh, the most important uh, personalities uh, for this subject was uh, Theresa May, the uh, first minister in uh, England. And uh, you can see uh, the fight against uh, for uh, the truth. Uh, one uh, defends the, the poisoning and the Russian people defend that it was not uh, poisoning. And uh, we have uh, now uh, about uh, 10 minutes, and uh, maybe we can make a conclusion with uh, some uh, idea to say, for example, uh, that the governance of Russia is a lot different than the governance of uh, European. And uh, as I have understood, uh, Russian people want uh, to change about uh, Putin and uh, to have a real opposition, but it's difficult because the country have uh, its habit and uh, it's not so obvious in the consciousness uh, to have it. And uh, the representation also of uh, what uh, Putin is is uh, different uh, as a uh, occidental uh, vision because uh, Putin has really uh, this uh, for. Uh, For our point of view, this uh, picture of uh, the hero, the guy uh, that uh, can do uh, everything, uh, with, uh, for example, all the, the pictures that uh, you can find in a subculture on uh, internet, uh, and uh, with the difference that uh, in Europe uh, we uh, found the, the political personality more uh, comical. We don't have the same respect for uh, the political personality because uh, they are what they are and. Uh, You, you can uh, more freely uh, speak about uh, personality. For example, in France, uh, Macron, you can uh, 
joke about Macron and uh, and uh, it. Uh, but you it, can joke about Putin also in Russia. Yeah, yeah, but uh, in Russia it, it will happen differently uh, because uh, I think for a protest uh, you have a lot of uh, repression. But what about French protest? I mean, uh, policemen don't hit people there. No violence. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, the, the actual debate uh, in France it's about the liberty of expression because uh, people complain about the censorship uh, that uh, you are not free anymore to have uh, this liberty of expression and uh, it's a demonstration with uh, Charlie Hebdo because now it's come uh, uh, remember uh, it's the process of uh, Charlie Hebdo for what happened with uh, Jihad uh, Daesh uh, uh, attack and uh, it's a debate of uh, liberty of expression because uh, now. When uh, a person uh, don't agree uh, with uh, what you said, it's, uh, you are censored and uh, it's finished. And uh, it's uh, the most debate. And uh, people complain about that. Yeah, first of all, I would like to say that we really have one of the worst, I think, uh, relationship with United Kingdom. I think that's why people who committed crime in Russia and afraid of Russia authorities run away there. They think that they will be on the protection there, but how life shows, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and Russian authorities can find them even there and cage and punish. About Putin, about Russia, it's uh, Europe, not Europe, Asia, not Asia. I can say that it's much more complicated question because we can't say that Russia is Europe. And we can't say that Russia is Asia because we have more than 180 nationalities in Russia. And people who live in Asian part, of course, they don't feel like part of Europe. But people who live in European part of Russia, they don't think that they are Asian people. Mm. And all regions, we have more than 80 regions in Russia. And of course, uh, it's all very different. And we strive to have democracy, but it's really complicated because actually our country has really heavy experience, I don't know, background, because USSR was collapsed and after that it was disaster. And we still have uh, consequences after that. I don't think that I can say how, I don't know, French people, Italian people, German, Spanish and other have to live because I have no idea how they live there. I'm not French, I'm not Italian, I don't know what's going on there. And it's the same about Belarus, for example. Mm. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know how people lived there. I don't know why they went out to the streets. That's why I don't have my opinion about it. And when um, people from Europe, European countries start to teach us what to do and how to do, for me it's a little bit strange also, because we are too different. I think even in uh, European Union, yes, it's European Union, but all countries are so different. Even now we have Italian guy, we have French guy, but you are very different guys. And so it's not about, it, it, it's a fact. We live in uh, different circumstances. We were bringing up in different circumstances. And our countries have different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, it's a different uh, mentality. Yeah. yeah, anyway, which is my main point. I think that maybe we have to read less mass media and watch less TV if we do it. I don't do it a lot of years, actually, because I don't trust it. I don't believe in independent mass media, even if they say they're independent. I don't believe in this. But I also don't believe that uh, there is a crystal clear government without corruption, without crimes. I don't believe that in France there are no criminals in authorities. And also I know about Germany. We love Germany. We think that we have to use Germany as an example for countries. But I know that even in Germany there are a lot of corruption. For example, if we take Berlin. Berlin uh, is a nice city, but it's uh, full of drugs, full of criminals, 
full of illegal stuff and everybody know about it and first of all authorities know about it and they let them to do all that stuff what they do. Yeah, I think in Germany it's more connected with the past because uh, they have really, uh, when you go in Germany, uh, it's uh, an absolute taboo to talk about uh, what happened uh, during the Second War. And so uh, to compensate that, uh, they put uh, some liberty with, for example, the access to more freely to uh, some illegal stuff uh, that become legal. And uh, But uh, the problem in Germany is that uh, the people uh, must pay uh, for the past, for what happened in the past, and uh, when uh, you have really some uh, contraintes to work, uh, and uh, you have to pay for a lot of uh, stuff uh, until the retreat uh, because of uh, the history. And uh, I will end uh, with uh, what happened in uh, Belarusie because it's a bit linked uh, with uh, actuality. And I will not talk about the relationship uh, between Russia and Belarusie uh, because... Uh, I'm not interested uh, by it, but uh, what is interesting is that the election of uh, the president of uh, Belarusia uh, was really uh, bad in the effect because uh, he was president for many, many years, Martin Putin, and uh, they have uh, completely cheated with uh, the election and people have really feel it and uh, people complain about, about uh, torture in jail and uh, the absolute repression of uh, people that manifest, hein. it's uh, really a dictature. And uh, in the uh, geopolitical uh, stuff, uh, Belarusia is uh, completely excluded from uh, Europa because uh, they said uh, they don't respect uh, the human rights. And the situation, the Russian uh, support Belarusia, but uh, European people said uh, that uh, Russians don't have to interact because the situation will be worse and uh, there will be a lot of debt because uh, the government of Belarusia want to interrupt the protest. But uh, for now, the protests are, are passing. Hein, because it's really uh, a dictatorial uh, country in some uh, in many ways. Hein. Uh, you can see in a lot of pictures that uh, people are uh, with uh, the physical aspect of uh, torture, with uh, some uh, that you can see on the body. No, of course, and I don't uh, defend Lukashenko and uh, his actions. Of course, yeah, no. But, uh, I just mean that people go out to the streets when they live bad. When people live good, they don't care how many the president rules the country. It's yeah, my it's, opinion. Yeah, it's a fact, yes. And, uh, for example, if we take, like, United Arabian Emirates, I think people live good there. And I don't think that uh, they will go to the streets with their Ferraris, you know, and start yeah. to say that uh, what's going on in this country, we don't like you anymore, go away. No, I, I agree with you, huh? you don't go in the street uh, if uh, everything is okay, huh? yes. But uh, I think, uh, Mario, you have something uh, to conclude, maybe. <laughs> How many years Angela Merkel rules Germany? Um... I don't know uh, some yet, but uh, more than ten. Anyway, it's more than ten, definitely. Yeah, but uh, she has a lot of pain in uh, Europa, and uh, I don't know. And uh, but uh, people, uh, as you said, people don't. No, I, I understand that people made that choice, and it's a difference. But I mean, if the leader is good, why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that it uh, has to be strict, uh, like restrictions about it. For example, you had uh, President Holland. And he had only one term, yeah, as I remember, yeah. only one. After that, he didn't have a chance to be a president again. He don't wanted to. Yeah, also, but still. So I don't know. It depends on. Yeah, the, for conclude, uh, we can say I, I understand you. Huh? The, some uh, you can make the distinction on democratic system with uh, election and uh, opposition. But also to agree with uh, you have the sovereignist uh, system and the sovereignist system can uh, work uh, too with the fact that uh, the state have uh, more power and uh, it can work too. I agree with you, yes. I just can say that, yes, Putin is not my idol. <laughs> But I don't like then uh, people start to talk like, oh, Putin has to go on. Because... Yes, I don't like a lot of things in my country now. I don't like a lot of law and I don't like domestic politics. I care more about domestic politics, I can say, than about international because international politics is big, big shh and I don't want even to discuss it. 
just one thing that I can say about Putin in the end of this conversation. Uh, there are a lot of uh, memoji in the uh, internet about Putin, like how many years already you live with Putin. And I can say that I'm a person from Putin's generation. Yeah, I grew up with Putin and uh, he became president when I was a little girl. And he's still president and I'm 29. <laughs> but it's paradox. But all people who don't like Putin now, who go out to the streets with protests, it's a Putin generation. And they was growing up in the time when they had great opportunities for study, development, because during Putin's time, for Russia, this world became more open. Our parents, our grandparents couldn't even dream about it. Even for my parents now, it's a big shock that now I'm somewhere in Hungary, abroad, because before Putin, it was possible only for children of, I don't know, very, very rich people or diplomats. Mm. Other people couldn't even dream about it. It was like iron wall between Russia and other world. And even when I finished school, I uh, didn't think about to go abroad. I didn't have uh, big ambitions, big expectations, because my parents didn't bring me up in that way. I mean, for them, it was something that they couldn't imagine. But then this time gave me these opportunities and I used it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not only me, it's our generation. And we can talk a lot about how Putin and his government bet. And we don't have freedoms, we are so unhappy people. But we talk about it, uh, sitting abroad, to be actually free. And now I'm free to talk about it. And people don't understand it. They don't understand that if they talk about it, it means that they have freedom of speech. Yes, but uh, it's a French thing. I think we like to complain about government, to complain about government. I think everybody likes to complain about governments, even in Sweden. For me, Sweden was like, I don't know, paradise on the earth. But if you go to the Sweden, Swedish people will complain about their government. But anyway, it was very interesting discussion. Yeah, so I think uh, we have uh, finished and uh, see you next time. I hope uh, you have enjoyed this program and it was Johan and uh, Irina. And uh, with the presence uh, to, with Mario that uh, learn uh, how we do the program. See you. See you. Bye bye. Do you want to be aware of what happens in this crazy world we live in? Do you want to know about all the political scandals and listen to some unbiased analysis? Welcome to World of Politics, the program where your opinion matters. Every Tuesday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM. <laughs>